Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I'm Peter, that is Connor. We talk about movies on this show, new movies, movies that come out in the theatre. And on this episode, we're going to talk about Ghost in the Shell, which is the new kind of adaptation slash remake slash reimagining of the, the 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 Japanese anime movie, which is also based on a manga and stuff, right? So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we did review the original 1995 film a couple of weeks ago on Influx. There'll be a link to the corner to that, uh, which was our first time. Both of us had never seen that before. So yeah. even though we have seen the original movie, it was a couple of weeks ago. We are pretty so fresh. It's, it's very fresh in our minds. Yeah. Though. So, so the whole thing's a very new uh, property franchise to us. Uh, so that's kind of the perspective we're coming from with this. Um, obviously, there was controversy with the casting and all that, and I didn't really want to talk about it uh, in the review. I wanted to just fo- just focus on it as it is, as a movie, and we'll let all the other issues outside of it just stay there for other discussions. However, uh, the movie does do a couple of things, which mean we kind of have to talk about it. Uh, in the spoilers, admittedly, we can't talk about that in spoiler-free. Yeah. Uh, so we will start spoiler-free, of course. We will halfway through, give or take. We will warn you before we go into spoilers, and we'll uh, get into it. So, uh, so Ghost in the Shell is a science fiction cyberpunk uh, movie set in the future. One of these kind of these uh, settings where cybernetics and you know sort of uh, modular upgrades for human beings and giving yourself robot arms, robot eyes, all that kind of thing uh, has become the norm. Uh, and uh, our main character, Major, is a android woman. And obviously, I mean, we'll save most of the differences for the, the spoilers as well. But like, one of the first big differences is just how defined they say what she is in this. And yeah, because if you go back to uh, our, our review of of the '95 movie, we we're a, a little bit hazy on exactly what she was. Yeah, and I don't think that's a negative point, but in typical Hollywood fashion, they made a point of, you know, this is this. Uh, and it plays into the plot a lot more exactly who she is, and it it, yeah. it it plays with that. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing in and of itself as an idea, but we'll talk no, about No, and, and ultimately it's it's important that they tell us exactly what she is early on, so that when they get into the plot stuff, we know where, where we stand. Yeah. Uh, so, she she's essentially, though, uh, an android... Uh, but in, in this version of the movie, at least she has 100% got a real human brain. She has a real human sort of mind. Uh, yes. She doesn't really remember her life before she became an android, but she knows she was real. She knows she yes. was a person. And she it's really, she, she's this badass sort of operative for uh, Section 9, who is like sort of government team who deal with uh, situations and sort of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of like big industry espionage and stuff, these big like tech firms that are all sort of yes. fighting. It's, it's, it's another big theme of cyberpunk where it tends to be the corporations have taken over from the government kind of feel yeah. to it. And this isn't quite there but it's it's like edging towards that. It, it feels it feels yeah, it feels like they're on the brink of it switching over in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's kind of it. and it's kind of hard. There's this mysterious villain. Uh, it's called is it Kuz in this Kuze. Kuze in this movie. Uh, different name from the animated one. I was like, just call him the Puppet Master. That was a nice. That was a good yeah, fun name. Yeah, it, it, it was a pretty cool title. But, uh, but yeah, Kuze. He's and he's like, hacking into different like machines and people and causing chaos. And it's about the hunt for him. And that's kind of the, the setup for yeah. the movie. Uh, so I, I guess first things first. Broad, broad strokes. Uh, well, or not we enjoyed it. Connor, did you enjoy Ghost in the Shell? I think so. I think so. That's more positive than me because I'm. I know. I'm. I'm not entirely certain. 
because there's there's some things that I really like and there's some things that I really don't. There's some, so... th- there's some things I like. I can sum up the things I like in a couple of really easy sentences. Typically, I think it looks good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of great... Uh, at least... At least the stuff in the city, there's a couple of sequences where I... I think when they tend to go inside, it gets a little bit murkier in terms of how it, how it's filmed, and um, it's not as impressive. Uh, when it's outside and they're walking through the city, and you've got these giant hologram things that are, you know, like yeah. essentially 3D billboards that are kicking around. Uh, that stuff's all fun. I like the music, Clint Mansell. Uh, and Lord Balfe as well. I yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember Clint Mansell because I know his name. <laughs> so uh, I know both of yeah. them. Big but, fan of Lord Balfe. Is a, another Zimmer student. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, but they've got the sort of your typical synthy sort of brooding. It's, it, it goes to the back a lot, but the music's quite good. I, I liked it. It, it gave it the right feel. Uh, the occasional hint of like a sort of a vocal chorus, which is reminiscent of the original movie's score. Uh, they play it properly during the end credits, but it's, it's yeah. kind of... It's actually moments. a very specific moment as well that I, I'll, I'll touch on when we get to spoilers, but yeah. I, I like when they use that. Uh, unfortunately, though, for me, it was a really hollow experience. Honestly, most of the things I liked... Because I actually thought they were going to fix my one... I had one complaint about the, the 95 film, and I thought they were going to fix it, because it felt like they were seeding things a little bit more early on. But then I actually ended up having the same feeling that I did in terms of the kind of... And my, my complaint was is that it felt like it just kind of suddenly ended, like it wrapped up, it got to a conclusion and wrapped up. And this managed to do it in a different way. Yeah, it managed to do some things differently, but still have that feeling, which was really weird. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. Unfortunately, though, everything else I liked about the original... All the philosophy, all the the pondering, the questions it brought up, all of that felt like it was missing. They changed some key things that made it much simpler, and I just wasn't as into it. Yeah, Uh, I agree with that, and they were much less subtle with certain things as well. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, Joe, I'd compare it to, actually, I'd compare it to Watchmen, where, all right, the director's screen goes, all right, we're going to try and recreate these visuals from the animated movie, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. Uh, but none of the emotions behind any of it, and it's like they don't really understand why those moments worked or what they meant in the original that's, film. That's fair, and do you know what? I can't really disagree with any of this. When I say I think I liked it, I mean I, I felt like I enjoyed it watching it. It mm-hmm. was always nice to watch, and I never I, I never found like, oh, what, what am I doing watching this? But like, it definitely didn't make me feel the same way as the animated film did, that's it, for sure. Because I, I think it, it has that feeling where it's just... After about like thirty minutes, I was like, "I feel like this is just checking the boxes." Like, "Well, we've done that moment from the other movie. We've done that moment. We've done the moment where she's invisible there. We've done the moment where she's visible there." You know, they have the tank bit towards the end, and it, it just—it felt like it was going through all these things and doing the scenes, and it was like, "Oh, let's recreate the visual of that without really getting why it meant anything." Uh, a, a big moment at the end, specifically, I mentioned the tank. I won't. Obviously, we'll save. We'll, we'll get on yeah. for spoilers, but. That in particular in the animated movie had so much raw emotion in it, and it was such a big, big moment. And yeah. this, it's just like, just it, it doesn't. Cause... Joe, I actually that that whole tank sequence, so the the whole ending sequence, mm. like the, the 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 third act fight, the big boss, yeah. I found really underwhelming. Yeah, all, all like, even even on a visual standpoint, compared to the rest of the movie, I thought it was much more boring than everything else. Which is really weird. Because it had that Batman v Superman effect where it's all at night, and night's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's lit really poorly. They're going for this look. Yeah, like there's there are other action sequences in the movie that are absolutely gorgeous, and I think they, they look phenomenal. Whereas this one in particular, is the, the final big one where it should look, you know, at its best, I thought that was really disappointing. Yeah. 
especially since that was such a good sequence in the original film, which I, I said in the review that it's often, I, I find that I never really think action sequences in animated films are that impressive, but that managed to pull it off. I managed to yeah. get really engaged in that sequence. Uh, whereas live action should be able to do it, because I feel like live action, not all, obviously sometimes you get bad action sequences, but it can have really impressive action sequences and you can get really into it. And, you, mm. and th- this was kind of a, kind of a whimper, really. Uh, Definitely. And honestly, for for me, I, I was kind of zoning out. Like, see, a, see, in the middle of the, the film. Mm. Uh, once we get past like the uh, garbage truck guys, like from from then to probably like the the final big sort of stuff, I, I just kind of. I don't know. I was just kind of. Oh, okay, sad I definitely thing. didn't have that problem. I don't know. I was kind of zoning out. Uh, yeah. a, a little bit. And that's to say I wasn't paying attention. I was, but it just, I, I was, I became very aware of where I was sitting in a room. I was like, how much is left? I've got, I've got a time. And it just, it had no passion in it. It just felt, felt soulless. Uh, and no, 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 obviously we're talking about ghosts and shells, mm. which is, you know, souls and machines and all the rest of it. But so no pun intended, but it did. It just, it kind of felt like, it felt like this hollow marketing thing rather than a film that was made and, because you know what? I, I can't even disagree with that but at the same time most of it at least i enjoyed watching even if it was like like you say it was kind of empty and missing what made the the 95 version special i still kind of was like yeah this is this is all right it's kind of fun at times and I, I never found myself like like you say i never zoned out i never felt mm. oh, I'm bored and checking the time so Mm, uh, I, th- I mean, it's not a train wreck. It's just, yeah. I, I just, I, I mean, I, I think ultimately, I'm saying it's mediocre. Is, is what I'm saying. It's a mediocre film, which I don't think is going to stand the test of the time. I don't think anyone's going to be talking about this really, outside of maybe the controversy. I feel, I feel like the, the last couple of years there's been a few big examples of this specific controversy about you know white actors in roles that yeah. lots of people thought should have been Asian actors and recently we talked about Iron Fist uh, I never saw The Great Wall but people were talking about that and you know now you have a lot of things recently not Asian but you, you've got uh, like what was that was it Exodus the, the one with oh, Jared Butler Exodus Gods and Kings yeah and it was yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe Egyptian they're all Egyptian yeah but, but the, the, yeah, the no. cast like uh, like some of the whitest people possible. They, they cast a Swedish person <laughs> to play an Egyptian, which is yeah. that's probably the most ridiculous thing ever. I feel like in that conversation, it'll be mentioned in like 10 years or whatever, but, but yeah. as a film? Yeah. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I agree with you. I don't think it's... Like I said, I, I, said, I think I enjoyed it. It's, it's hardly massive praise, is it? Uh, <laughs> it's the sort of thing where I go, yeah, if you want to kill two hours, and you know, it, it's on. Sure, honestly, it. it sounds like for you it was. Oh yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it in spite of all its problems. But well, yeah, it's. I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't go. Oh, the, you have to see this. It's the sort of thing where, hey, if it's on TV and you, you're knocking about, sure, kill two hours or whatever it is. Now nah, go see Power Rangers. I suppose. <laughs> if that's the choice, obviously go see Power Rangers. <laughs> uh... Because I mean, certainly uh, it bombed as well. It, it didn't even. Oh yeah. It made about nineteen million as the estimate for the weekend, uh, which honestly it's it's funny because all all the movies that have had this controversy with uh, the the whitewashing, uh, it's funny because Hollywood keeps saying, "Oh, we can't put X you know X actors in these roles. These are bankable stars." Scarlett Johansson will put the butts in the seats. And then it bombs. Opening, and I don't think it bombs because of the controversy. I feel like, yeah, the controversy is there, and it's a very vocal group, and uh, all the rest of it. And it should be, 
But I don't think that's why they fail. I think this movie fails because it's based just on, aren't that interested. Yeah, it's, it's based on an anime. I mean, how, I mean, that's another thing. Is there any movies based on animes that have done well? I can't think of any. The last one I can even think of was Dragon Ball Evolution, and that was <laughs> utter shite. And it bombed spectacular as well, if I do recall. It did, and I can't believe I paid to go and see that massive pile of wank. You paid to go see that? I'm a big Dragon Ball fan, what can I say? It wasn't opening night or anything like that, give me peace. <laughs> I'm happy to say I've never seen Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I just it, it's funny that so it, it's it's not going to be remembered for being good or being like something. Oh, it should have done better. No, it probably shouldn't have. Honestly, it's it's earned its bombing in terms of just, just the quality. Forgetting the controversy, which obviously is a factor as well, but just in terms of in a movie, it's really mediocre. And yeah. it's sequel baits. Like it, it it deliberately changes the ending of the film so that they they're open for more sequels. And you know that getting, annoyed me. Really that that actually them. really annoyed me because it was like there was only it was so obvious that the only reason that it had been done was so that they could have the sequels, yep. and it was just that's what annoyed me most. I think in the in the whole movie is mm. that that there was it was clearly not for any creative reasoning. Where if there was a good creative reason, I, I'm I'm fine with that. Go ahead, change things, but that there was good. No, we want more money. That's yeah. all it was. And if we, and as much as the original could have, I mean, there is sequels and other versions of Ghost in the Shell the original, from what I know. But yeah, uh, but of course they want to have Scarlett Johansson back for exactly. movie number two. And if they do what the original movie did, they can't have Scarlett Johansson back. So exactly, well, it's, it's a um, moot point now. <laughs> because <laughs> it ain't getting more sequels no. also I, I noticed that this is a two hour movie but that was like good 20 minutes of credits like uh, like it was long uh, yeah I, I got up and left as soon as, as soon as the credits started well yeah but I, I checked the time when it when it finished right, was okay. like, that was like an hour 40 and obviously the original movie was uh, an hour 20 so they only really added on 20 minutes of runtime. yeah oh dear uh yeah, so honestly, if, if I was to wrap up the spoiler free, free thought, I mean, Scarlett Johansson's fine because she's always dependable. Uh, yeah, she doesn't do anything wrong. But honestly, the, the, there's not enough in the character, like in the way it's written for her, to make it all that engaging. She, she, she somehow, despite having a real actress doing like facial expressions and all that, somehow has less character than the animated version did, just purely from writing and yeah, yeah, direction. it's all down to the dialogue. Yeah, because there is none of. The, Major in that that movie, she has things that make you question, that make you that gives her depth. That, but it's all in the dialogue. Yeah, and also her core, her core desire, her core mo- motivation is completely different because of the changes they made to her character. Yes. Uh, which again is a bit weird to, and I, I don't want to just judge it as oh, it's, it's different from the original, therefore it's 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 not good. It's, but it's choices that don't make any sense. There's no yeah. uh, like some of these like why what is the purpose of this change other than to be different or for sequels? Yeah, there was a lot of things that felt just kind of watered down as well, mm. uh, and they lost their bite because they were watered down, and it's just it's just really really strange. If you if you really wanted to make a statement with this and you wanted to oh let's make a good movie, it it doesn't feel that way. it feels like one of these cheap cash ins. It's not cheap, don't get me wrong. It doesn't look cheap, but it feels no. like one of these studio cash ins. They're trying to 
do this without understanding. It feels like an adaptation from like twenty years ago. Like you know, when, you know when they were trying to do comic book movies and they were just utterly yeah. failing left and right until they eventually started to understand. Oh, we can just actually try and make good movies with these characters. Or <laughs> yeah, <whatever."> yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, if we make good movies, people will see them. Yeah, novel approach. Uh, but no, this this is just a bit of a whimper, which will, other than the controversy, which it'll be part of a larger discussion, I feel like it'll just be forgotten. And I, I agree. It was mainly the, the visuals and the music that kept me mostly engaged, and it was like, that, that kept me throughout, like, enjoy, enjoying it. That, that that kept me happy for about th- the first 30 minutes. First 30 minutes, because it was still hopeful that, oh, this is going to pick up and it's going to get good, but, you know... Th- the visuals, the music, I was kind of into the world. I, I like, obviously, I like cyberpunk, mm. I like sci fi, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, but once the plot really got going, and I, I kind of seen where it was going, and it was really obvious where it was going. It was. <laughs> once it got going, it just, uh, you know, the villains just kind of bland in this. And if you even want to call them, I mean, actually, even if you. Even if it's not the obvious villain, and we're talking about the other villain, he's still really bland. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say which one. Yeah, they're all bland. <laughs> you can be describing either. They're all bland. I mean, it's nice that they got uh, Takeshi Kitano, uh, Beat Takeshi, as he's called in the film, uh, who speaks Japanese, despite the fact that he has conversations with people who are speaking English, and they just keep they keep, they keep talking to each other. Yeah, they're all but, bilingual. Of course. Uh, but yeah, and I, I think that's actually one of because one of my complaints about Iron Fist actually, and I think this one's kind of gilly as well in terms of the whole try. I don't know if it's just deliberately try to curb the controversy or if it's just this weird thing they keep doing when they're making these changes. But it feels like all right, we've we've completely recast the the, the main character to be white, right? But we're going to shove a lot of like Asian culture throughout everything else to make up for it, kind of thing. Yeah, Joe, I, I will say on. Her casting, there is something in the plot, you know, the, the stuff that we can't talk about yet, mm. that makes me see an interesting idea in why they've done it. Like I can see, I can see something to def- like, you know, to defend. It's, I'm not saying it should yeah. be. Like that. I can see something. I, the one that really bothers me more though is Batau, Batu, Batu, Batu. Uh, Batu. Why is he? Why is he? A, why is he a white guy now? Uh, that he sticks out more because <laughs> he's in the US. <laughs> well, he he sticks out much more. Everyone, like, there's a lot of Japanese people around. Like we have like the, the geisha stuff. Because uh, because, like say, because again, it's it's the major roles are white people, and oh well, we'll have all the minor characters to make it feel well, yeah, more. Yeah, and, and like I said, there is something I can defend with with Scarlett Johansson specifically in in this plot, yeah. in this particular story. Well, you can like, defend it to an extent because you're saying, okay, there's an interesting idea in there, but the problem is, is that it was it done doesn't that fully way. Utilize it, yeah. Yeah, it was done in that way to justify the decision, rather than they made that decision because they had the idea. If that makes sense, it was back to front. Yes, yeah. And uh, if they'd capitalized on it a bit more and, and you know made the most of it, I think I'd be more okay with it. But but it's the one like but uh, it's just like well, why? But as it is, it feels like a just a weird excuse to do what they did, and then. I think for people who really have a problem with the controversy and really have a problem with the casting a white actress in this role, are going to feel yeah, going to annoy more, them more. Yeah, it's going to more insult them more by the end of the movie because yeah. of the choice they've made. It's going to yeah. feel more like a slap in the face. It's uh, <laughs> it's like watching Arrow and worrying that Felicity is going to be called Oracle uh, <laughs> to reference a review of an episode that we did last year, where I yeah. lost my shit because I thought they were going to give a name from a character that I loved to a character that was a pale imitation of said character. 
Um, all right, let's get into spoilers then, because I feel like we're, we're starting to dance around things yeah. and let's get into the meat of it. So, full spoilers from this point on for the 2017 US Ghost in the Shell. So, all right, we're talking about uh, her character. Let's talk about the sort of the driving force and where it leads. Mm. So, I actually, I, I liked well enough that the opening credits were her, were her body getting made. Admittedly, it felt a little bit like, oh, we watched Westworld, let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's copy that. But other than that, uh, I at least like that it starts with her creation. Uh, although, it's a bit weird that it's like, it says a year later and she's already like, so experienced. I mean, I guess it's because she's a robot and she can learn things quick, but it just felt a bit weird. Say five I years. I, a, I, I don't know. Just, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I really had a problem with that. That's not it's, a big deal. I'm just saying, make, make, it, make it a more uh, believable time frame. Uh, fine. I didn't even really notice it was an issue, but okay. Uh, but basically, yeah, she, she knows she used to be a person and eventually it's admitted to her. Uh, but the, the memories, well, actually it's told her to begin with, but the memories they've given her are a lie. It's to sort of say, oh, we saved you because uh, your your boat was getting sunk when you were arriving in the country and your parents died in that and this is who you are. And of course, throughout the film, she gets more hints from the, uh, I want to call him Puppet Master. Cousy. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he's like putting in seeds and when he, when she encounters him at one point, he's like, oh, but it's just a lie, you know. Look into it, yeah. kind of thing. And she she keeps seeing glitches. She keeps seeing like images in her visuals that are not meant to be there. And it's pretty obvious. Oh, this is like memories seeping through of her yeah, old life. It wasn't very subtle, was it? No. I think that that's one of my biggest problems with this movie in general. Just how unsubtle it treats everything. And you get the sense that this was kind of evil experiments, and they claim she was the first, but when she confronts her, her maker, she's like, no, nah, you were actually experiment number 98. <laughs> 99, <laughs> or, I believe. I think there was 98 before her. I'm one off. The point remains. <laughs> we're in the 90s, right? We're in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. all those previous attempts failed, uh, meaning that most of them probably died, except of, obviously Kuzi, who survived but is messed up. Like, he's... Yeah. Uh, and... She, she basically when she finally gets to him she confronts him at the end and she she kind of gets the memories we find it oh no she was actually taken she was kidnapped for she was she was part of her family were part of like groups that opposed all the cyber nonsense and the the section six it would have been yeah yes. six uh they, they like came in killed her parents and like kidnapped her and others to do their experiments with and all the rest of it and it's and it's like, okay, right, you're doing this thing where you've changed it, but it changes her entire core character to being, I want to feel alive to, I want to know who I was. Yeah, it's so different. It completely changes her entire driving force from the original film, at yeah. least. And I have no idea, like, how, maybe maybe it's closer to the manga for all I know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, or, or the, the, the TV anime. Yeah, but for, for me, it, it kind of ruined a lot of it with that character, because for me it was... It was, you know, what is what is it to be to be alive? And I feel like this movie doesn't even ask that once. There's not even a. You know what? It doesn't, and that's what bothers me. That the whole ending is here. You know, it's so different. He talks about evolution. He talks like, "Oh, we are evolution." Yeah. But there's no no hint of what about evolving past us. No yeah, hint but, of legacy. And even when he suggests, "Oh, I'll merge into you," it's not because. He wants to create a new life form and like advance and all the all those all those great philosophical reasons that we came up with. Uh, we talked about in the the review for the original film. It was just about oh, I'm dying. I need to survive somehow. Can I jump into your body with you and just share? 
It's basically... yeah, it's kind of a it's just a selfish self defense, and as, I mean, I guess you could say that's ultimately just as human, if not more human. You know, no one wants to die; they they uh, want to survive. Sure. But yeah, but there's no question because they're human. They're, they're both human. We know they're human. Why exactly? That's the thing. It's why is he a human as well in this scenario? Like all the interesting debates that came up from the original film are just gone because oh no, they are human. It's not about what being alive is. It's it's just a oh they betrayed you and made you this monster that's not human anymore but you're, I mean, you're still a human mind like it's still your own feelings and stuff is so yeah. real and it's obviously real so there's there's no that, that's something else that annoyed me a lot like especially for the first 30 minutes mm. every time they mentioned the word ghost they'd preface it by saying soul it's like yeah yeah we get it you don't have to be you know hitting us over the head with the hammer here it's like yeah just you're talking about ghost in this context it's like we're not stupid yeah as, as, yeah, it beats you over the head repeatedly. Uh, it, it, there's other characters that they just completely don't use. Like, uh, what was the, the more human cop from the, the animated movie? Uh, Kogusa? Right, okay. Because he, he, they, they mentioned like, he's there uh, sort of briefly near the start of the movie, and he, he cracks one joke about, oh, I'm, not, I'm fine just being human, I'm not getting all these cybernetics. And then I feel like you see him... Like just in the background for some scenes later. <laughs> That's about you it. definitely see him in one of the the uh, the you know the sequence where they're all attacking and doing stuff. Oh sure, you definitely see him with his revolver there. Sure, but it's it's a, he's a glorified extra. He is, and actually that was so, even even his character again with them not being able to be subtle. That one scene that he was in, and he had to te- just actively tell us he's against cybernetics. Hmm. There was no. I like, there was no mystery, no discovery, no reasoning. It was just arm against seven X. Also, I think another problem for me actually, and why I zoned out in the middle of the movie, is that it started to feel really repetitive, because it felt like they kept just sort of tracing. Oh, uh, the bad guy must have been here, or something that leads us to the bad guy must be here, and then they go to the location, and there's a fight. Something bad might happen, and then it happens like three times. They do, they do this like three times. The last one ends with her getting kidnapped by Kuzi, uh, who. Uh, then explains some stuff to her and we get some exposition. And then it's after that where Carter, who leads Section 6, who's the real, real bad guy, because he's the one who's... Are they are they called Section 6 in this? Are they, they just the tech company? They... See, I don't know if I heard it in the movie. The, the description did say Section 6, because I was, I was looking for names and stuff after I right. watched it, uh, before we started recording. Uh and it did say section six and that, but I don't know if that's the writer or the description just using their own knowledge. To... That's what I'm thinking. Cause I don't recall. I mean, I, I was thinking section six as well, but yeah. then I was thinking, I don't recall actually hearing that. They say section nine a lot. Nine's they say section nine a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, he he's just this you know typical villain. He's evil businessman who wants to, and he's like, right, she's a liability. She's going to start learning things. Let's kill her. And she goes on the run, and she goes immediately to the address because uh, her creator's given her address uh, just before she died. Uh, about where to go to get some answers and she meets what is really obvious so there's no mystery to it whatsoever she opens it and it's like oh she meets this this japanese woman who's like oh yeah my daughter died uh like a year or two years a year ago, ago. Yeah. and it's like okay right so this is your real mother uh, and you can sort of see exactly what's going with this and it's it's uh they actually i think they even mentioned the name during this scene probably she probably says her daughter's name is a uh, motoko who she does yeah which is the character's name in the original film uh so you find that whatever name Major's using because obviously we just call him Major, but she has an actual name. It's like Melee something or something. Mira, Mira, yeah, Mira, Mira, Mira Tillin. There you go. That's it. Uh, See, so it was memorable. Yeah, look at that, yeah. memorable. Uh, but you find that yes, the person she really was was Motoko, and th- this is where 
I think people who are upset at the casting are going to get really more annoyed because this is almost like a slap in the face to them if like they've tried to do this thing and I can almost like if you're going down this plot where she used to be a person right and she's not really that person anymore the idea that she's someone completely different before she got this artificial body is not necessarily a bad idea but in this context because of the outside controversy it just makes it murky as shit it does because the thing if is, this, is that... if, if this was an original idea if this was an original thing and you just said oh yeah this person who's a white robot used to be you know a black person asian person whatever or you know yeah. take your pick that could be an interesting thing to explore but here it's just an excuse but then it's almost like the producers want to say yeah but she actually has motoko really yeah and do you know what? i'd like it if they explored it even even with the controversy if they if they embraced it and used it and you know delved into it like the idea that they'd made her someone so completely different they active as a villainous force actively erased her race like that could be an interesting thing for her oh, to, yeah, you, to cope with you could almost yeah you could almost argue they're saying the villains whitewashed her <laughs> and exactly you could explore and, that you could explore the theme of doing that but again i don't think it would work in this i think that would have to be an original film where that was the the idea maybe because that wasn't in the original story it it wasn't that's that's not the point of the story like well yeah but they don't they've they've clearly missed the point of the story in in many other marks (laughs) but like that's what i'm saying it's an original idea that actually could be a good thing to explore where the the bad guys or the the creators of the robot have actually done this and you can explore that and you can use that to have a bit of political commentary about this kind of thing but here it's just a it's just a plot point to go here. Yeah, but she's really Makoto. You can't be mad yeah, at us. Yeah. No, of that, course they're going the to be mad at like, you. I want to say the the core idea here isn't that awful, like on its own, taken out of context. Because, like I say, I'd love for that to have been explored, even in but this movie, if it, they'd embraced it and run with it. And but it only exists. But it only exists to excuse what they've done with the it casting does. that's the only reason why it exists and yes. even if it was before the caster like they probably knew they were going to cast some white actress so they're like it was it was that was the reason for the decision and that's the problem yeah uh, and like you say they don't explore anything with it it's just a plot point and then we kind of move on yeah uh, so obviously the, and spoilers for the, the 95 animated film as well because I want to talk about the differences with the ending so just in case you, you know, you want to go watch that and you've not seen it. Just, I'm giving a spoiler warning for that as well. You should probably watch that instead. It's better. Uh, and I'm someone who doesn't like anime, just for, for the record. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, it's, he, he generally hates it with a passion. Yeah, so that, that's a good recommendation coming from me. So, so at the end of the, the original movie, the, the whole philosophical thing is that uh, the puppet master, who's Kuzi in this one, uh, wants to merge with her because life has no meaning if you can't evolve and you can't make a new creation from two people and it's kind of like childbirth and it's kind of dipping into that obviously it's deeper than that but that's the sort of the, the brisk uh, broad strokes yeah uh, whereas here that doesn't happen here she just like because in the original film she's so desperate to this thirst of like knowing what life is and because she believes the puppet master has some of these answers or has some clues as to like these answers to what is the meaning of life am i alive like that's why because he's in the tank in the original film and that's why she rips off the top of the tank and she rips her arms out doing it is because she's desperate to find out whereas in this the tank's just attacking her and she's just ripping it off to stop the tank because it's going to kill her <laughs> like it's just yeah it's... it's just a straight action scene and 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 then like, like we said earlier he just wants to merge oh i'm going to die I, I should jump into you so that i'm not completely gone forever but then he gets killed anyway 
Uh, and then it's it's almost like they're trying to do the whole oh someone she cared for died now she's a badass action hero and that's how it ends it ends with her on top of a, a building giving a monologue about oh I I'm here to protect the city or whatever I just didn't say that but it's it's all in those lines yeah, yeah. it's basically that uh, I'm going to preserve life and be a hero and I'm on the rooftops because I think I'm Batman uh, come back for the sequel cut to credits <laughs> like she might have well said that just, and you know this is what's weird because we talk about how she doesn't have this am I human thing. Like that, That's what the whole core of the character was in the it, original. It's always really bad about that as well. They had that scene where she's on the boat, she's underwater, and uh, I was bo- just going to get to and, that. And Boto's yeah. on the boat, and he comes up, and she starts asking, and he starts asking questions, and it's like, the whole point of this scene in the original film is to explore this idea and present it. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a few bits, like, like they, they thought of, like, maybe we should do it, you know, after she sees the, the robot geisha uh, uh, when Batel and the, the others get there. And she and she looks at it and and he says to her, "You're not like them." And it, that was obviously early on in the movie where I thought at this point still that they were going to explore this anyway. Like she was just be, even though she knew she was human, she was questioning it because she didn't have any physical humanity to show. Yeah. So I thought maybe maybe she was going to question it, but it never got into that at all. And, the, and then it just did the boat scene, which again felt like it was supposed to be that, but. It wasn't. I don't know. I did like that. That was uh, that bit where she's underwater is one of the the couple of times where she where it plays the the choir. Yeah, piece. yeah. And it's it's every time where it's those moments where it should be her uh, questioning herself. You know those sorts of things and seeing is she alive. That moment there is is one of them. And then it, it plays again at the end on the rooftop where she's like, okay, I've accepted who I am. And thematically, that's nice. It's just the, the, the <laughs> stuff on screen isn't backing it up. No, it's just the film just feels completely hollow. It feels like everything's on the surface. Uh, any, any ideas that are brought up are just said outright. And it just it feels so watered down. Yeah. And I think you're saying, would you enjoy it if you hadn't seen the original, if you hadn't have any knowledge of that? And I don't know, I, st- I still think it would feel hollow. I still think it would feel watered down. Even if you haven't seen it and you know what to compare it to, it would just feel like they're kind of poking at things, but it's not really... Yeah, even like, like I was saying with the, the race thing, it's like they're poking at the idea of, of, this, of, you know, is this villainous thing who's changed her into this other person. But they never really explore it, and that's something that's just for this movie. Because... So that's not something that we can compare. It's just yeah, they, but... they present the idea... But then do nothing with it. That's because honestly, it's not even like a proper like science fiction movie in the sense that it's actually trying to explore anything. It is just an action movie. It's a kind of dumb action oh, it, movie. Oh, it, it is. A, it is an action movie. It's that's dumb, all it is. It's a dumb action movie. That's all they wanted to do. They didn't have the balls to try and make it anything else. And it's a, it's a lukewarm one at best. Well, yeah, that's why. So when I said at the start, I think I enjoyed it. I meant on 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 the terms of. As an action movie, I kind of had fun, and it, you know, I enjoyed watching it. Definitely didn't make me think about any of these deep thoughts that the other one did. You know, it never, it never probes into those questions of what is life and, and and what is the purpose and all that. Doesn't even try. If it's going to be an action movie, it has to. A good action movie has a build. It has a good. Uh, I mean, most movies should horror movies as well, certainly, but it's action. I think specifically because you're so dependent on the. The energy and the like, you know, action yeah. movies don't have to be deep to be fun. Like, go watch Speed. Speed's a fun, great action movie. It's, it's a jolly good time. It's not deep. 
It's dumb at times. It's really dumb at times. But because the action works and because it has the the build, it has the the the, the rise throughout the thing, and the, the, the it, you know, I'm sounding as if talking about sex now, but it does. It builds to climax, and it feels like it, it gets there in a natural progression, and then the pacing is a big part of that. And so while we said that the pacing was a little bit of an issue in the original, because it wasn't really an action movie, that wasn't as much of a problem. Whereas here, the way that it just kind of feels like it doesn't build enough and then just kind of ends. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Because I think the second to last fight is, uh, you know, they've got like the electric staff. Mm. And and it's kind of the in in the dark and you just kind of see it glowing as it swings around and and hits people. I, I thought that fight scene was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that one. I think that's the last one before the tank, which was really weird. Mm. It also didn't have the same build to it, because like, at least in the original film, you had this big thing where they captured that robot and then it escaped. You know, it was the, the, the robot yeah. had the puppet master it escaped, and there was this big chase scene, and all the helicopters were out, and they were all trying to find it, and she tracked it down. Whereas in this, she just goes to the location where she thinks he is. He's there, and oh no, the spider tank's here because the bad they guy let, they let you in. Hey, we got that spider tank in the area. That's, yeah. that's actually what the villain does. Yeah. So it just doesn't have the same build to it, and even even though I said the build was a problem in the, the original, it's mu- it's worse here, and it's a more of a problem overall because it's an action movie, and it just feels like it doesn't. Yeah, build there's the there's added way. time, and it feels like most of it was added at the start. From from what I you know just off memory, it feels like there was extra stuff at the start of the movie in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think the biggest sin though is that it doesn't explore anything. Okay, if it's not going to explore the same thing as the original, which is weird because I feel like a robot feeling like am I human is a really, really classic, really good thing to explore in a science fiction movie. But hey, if you want to explore something different, sure. But it doesn't explore anything. It just doesn't. It's no. just an excuse for some action, and that's kind of it. it. Anything else you want to talk about before we? Uh... Yeah, just on the the motivations of the villain. This being the Kuze, the villain, as in you know puppet master. So in the original, the whole thing was, again, him discovering, like, what am I? Am I alive? And, and what can he do to be alive? And obviously it became procreation, that sort of idea. In this, it was, and, and that's why he sought out Major in that, was because there was like kindred spirits. Hmm. In this, they were just friends before all this happened. Yeah. Because they they lived in the same shack out in the the lawless zone or whatever it was called. Yeah, that's basically it. They just happened to know each other before. Yeah. And again, that's one of those changes that feels really Hollywood. Oh, there has to be a connection from before. Whereas part of what made it so special is that it was just this 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 being searching out for someone similar that it could connect to, and it was about a discovery. Whereas this was about. You know, it, it took the, these interesting ideas and turned them into really basic concepts of, oh, try to find someone you knew from your past and revenge. It's like, you know, learning that you were done wrong and... Pretty like, much. And that, that's, again, I just, I don't, I don't get it. But then it, then it does things where it looks really nice, like, you know, the deep dive. Mm-hmm. Where she's dropping down. It's like, I, oh. I, actually, oh, the dropping down was okay, but the, I actually didn't like that scene. Did you not? I... I so she does the deep dive is when she like connects to this other like yeah, dead robot and she tries to go into its uh, coding to find yeah. stuff out. It's kind of dangerous because she can't have safeguards up in there and even though her body can be rebuilt or mined if that gets messed with, it's, you know, the actual death. Uh, so, it's not really though, is it? Because they can just give her new memories again. 
Sure. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's like base coding that they can't replicate. You know, just yeah, the human brain has part, uh, whatever. But she, she goes, she hooks up to this uh, this other robot and dives into its head. And I had a big problem with the actual representation of the in the head because it's basically her like going around creepy hallways and she sees the bad guy, you know, Kuzi, like down a hallway, and then all these like dark figures start kind of yeah, zo- almost like zombies, like grabbing her from beneath her, and she's in the sea of people, mm. and. Honestly, I think this was a horrible uh, decision at how they represented all this because to me it just felt like a, any dream sequence from any movie and I thought, no, do something different. Do something that actually feels digital, that feels like a computer world or computer-esque. That's fair. I'm not going to argue with it, that at it, all. It felt like a stock dream sequence out of any like shitty horror movie and that was yeah. just kind of... Yeah, yeah. It, it it reeked of a January released horror movie to me. <laughs> that scene. I can't argue that. I just like the shot where she's falling down into it. I thought that was gorgeous. Oh, the falling down is fine. Yeah, because she's falling <laughs> down into code, and that I was like, all right, okay. And then it just goes into yeah, this. Start mentioned that I, I didn't really have any actual thoughts on the scene itself. It was like, yeah, it was mm. fine. It was. It was. I didn't have the problems that you did. But, I mean, I never considered it like that. But mm. you, you're not wrong. But uh, there you go. I know, we can talk about other things, like you know, the fact that uh, Motoko's mother like comes comes to the grave with with Major at the end, and they hug, and it's just it's kind of weird. And it's like, oh, I know my daughter's in there. Oh, like... again, that's an idea that would be a great thing to explore. Oh, to explore, sure. Yeah. I'm looking at this this middle aged white woman, but yeah, but, I'm, not, but I, I'm seeing my daughter in there, and it's like, yeah. Hell, Explore it, could, it. it. Could be another Asian person. The point is, it doesn't look like a daughter. And yeah, like, exactly. And, and and on top of that, her daughter was younger as well. You know, Scarlett Johansson sounded like she was like you know late teens. Yeah, uh, like younger daughter at most, like twenty at most, is what it kind of sounded like. But you know, uh, uh, again, interesting idea that could be explored, but it doesn't. It just it's just here. We get this really awkward scene where it feels like they didn't earn this. Like you could almost build a drama, like an indie drama about. Like, this robot trying to reconnect with what it thinks is his mother, and the mother is, like, reluctant to believe that it's her, and you could, you could, you could build that, like, a really good little drama out of that. You could. I want to see that. Uh, I, I want to watch, like, a 10-episode TV show on that. With a single action sequence, you really could. Um, I'm not saying that's what it should be, because it was supposed to be a big budget action Yeah, it was maybe, never but... what it was supposed to be, but you could have had elements of it. But yeah, you, you could have at least had a subplot about that, and it didn't really feel that. We had the scene where they talk for the first time, and she gets all the exposition, and it is a, a giant exposition dump. And, and then, then she goes, hey, I think you're my daughter, basically. <laughs> she might as well have said that. She might as well have. Uh, but no, there you go, that's Ghost in the Shell. I, I don't really recommend it. I think there's some nice visuals, some nice music, but I think it's a exceptionally hollow experience that, Honestly, the second half I was kind of zoning out, and by the end I was like, that was a thing I will... I mean, I'll probably remember it a little bit, just because I might watch the animated one again, and, you know, the, the memories will kind of connect yeah. with it, but otherwise it's really forgettable. I mean, I'd recommend it slightly more. Like I said, if it's on TV, you you got a couple of hours to kill, sure, it's it's not bad. I, I, don't, I don't regret watching it in that sense, but you don't need to rush out of the cinema. No. No, you really, you really, really don't. Uh, so I guess we'll do ratings. Yeah, do do ratings. Um, yeah, what would you give uh, Ghost in the Shell out of ten? Uh, probably a six. It's just just above average enough that I can enjoy it. 
It's a bit generous. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go lower than that. Well, uh, no surprise. Uh, honestly, I'm, str- I'm I'm dancing between a four point five and a five. Mm. I'm going to go four point five. I, I think it's. I I, I think obviously the, the four points, four and a half points, it does get as for visuals, as for music. But it is so goddamn hollow. There is nothing. There's no meat on the bone. It is. It, no, no, I can't argue with any of that. There absolutely is not. It's pro- just that those visuals and those music that was just enough to keep me enjoying it. And the the, the problem is, though, is as much as I, I like other movies that are that are just fun or they're, they're just kind of shallow, they're designed that way. That they're, they're just meant to be that. This yeah. has so much more potential, and it's like poking at these ideas, but it doesn't actually do anything with them. So it, ultimately, it's just a really kind of disappointing hollow film at the end, where I'm like, yeah, I just feel empty. So, yeah. off I go. But there you go. That is uh, that is Ghost in the Shell. Let us know what you think of the movie if you've seen it in the comments below. Although, given how much you made it the weekend, you probably didn't. Uh, you probably were just curious as to what happened in it, and you came and found out. Um, but nah. So let us know what you thought. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff uh, helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. You can get me on Twitter at wibble eighty nine. Get Connor on Twitter at Connor Ryan ninety four. Uh, but that's us, guys. Keep watching movies, and we will see you next time.